What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, bringing you great guests from all over. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a food and travel blogger chef, a speaker, content creator, and digital strategist. Please welcome Chef Dennis. Chef Dennis, I'm super pumped for this conversation. Welcome to the show. So am I. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm, I love to cook. I love to cook. I've always like, I, my mom cooked when I was little, she taught me how to make bread cookies. I just, you know, I was always by my mom's side in the kitchen. So I'm really looking forward to hearing about your career as being a chef and now what, what you're doing today. Cause you were, you are a retired chef and culinary instructor. That's right. That's right. I, I, I'm well, I'm not retired chef, you know, Every time I say that, someone corrects me and says, you're still a chef. You know, I just don't cook for many other people. It's it's usually right. just a select few. Um, although I do have a Patreon page, and I think I have it for $10,000 that I will come cook for you. So no one's took me up on that yet. Wow. <laughs> but but um, no, it, it's I had the opposite upbringing. Uh, my mother was a nurse. She worked nights. She didn't like to cook. She found no joy in it. Uh, of course, because she was my father was English Irish, and he, the, what he liked to eat was a lot different than yeah. she, my mother was Mexican and Spanish. So from what she liked to to cook and eat, and so there was no love in food. I mean, she, and she worked a lot. So I realized at an early age that if I cooked my own food, I got to eat more often. And and as uh, one person said, you know, I was a nice round boy as a child. I'm still kind of round now, but back then, you know, I, I looked like I like to eat. I still do. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I love to eat too. There's nothing wrong with that. But so I, when I, I, what I take retired chef meaning is that you don't cook for like an establishment, right. you are your own, your independent chef. So you can say retired chef from like that whole corporate machine. Right. But now you're doing like you have, like you're really doing what today's world is all about. So yeah. I'll can tell us, and I, and I don't want to, sound judgmental but i think a lot of people in our different age brackets have a hard time embracing the social media world i love it i think it's a, an incredible tool and i love to hear people's stories that have used it to become successful from so how did you get into that how'd you make that transition well, you know it was difficult when i started my blog it was as a resource for my culinary students the last place i worked at was an all-girls high school and i had 600 high school girls that i fed every day and i decided at one point that i needed to start a culinary program so i would have help that was already there and i didn't have to hire temps and 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 i could give back to the school at the same time. It was a win-win for me. So at that point, I started delving into social media and I was entering it late and I had made friends around different parts of the world and they were big in social media. And I was like, that oh, was a trickle. I was on Twitter back when it was really the only conversation it has was you would tweet and you would wait and watch the stream and watch the stream. Then someone would answer, you know, the guy, <laughs> you'd have, you'd have a conversation that would take maybe you know, 20, 30 minutes to get yeah. just, it was, it was like uh, being outside of the planet and waiting for the time difference to come with the message being shuttled in. Um, but that was fun. Uh, Facebook, I, I was on there and I didn't get it and I didn't really like it. And uh, I didn't have following and, it, and oh, Pinterest, let me tell you, when I got my Pinterest invitation, I thought it was spam and I got rid of it. And then I spent like three months begging for another invitation once I found out what it was. Oh, wow. uh, 
I know, I know. So I was a little late to that. So I was kind of late to everything. And then Google decided that they would enter the arena with their grand experiment of Google+. Plus. And it was a level playing field. And the summer it came out, I was on there and I had found my people. Yeah, I had found my tribe. They, I was laughing. I was listening to old music. When it first came out, it was just wonderful. And I kind of got sucked into that hole from Google and uh, and actually became Google's power user in the Philadelphia area. Get out. I don't even yeah, know what I, that is. So you're, you're well, telling me something I don't even know about. I th This was Google. It's gone. It's been gone for oh, a while. Okay. Google, but Google Plus was their grand experiment. And, uh, and I was... I'm referred to as a live streaming pioneer because I was live streaming when it was so difficult. You didn't even want to think about it. Oh, uh, I, I held the first virtual conference that ever was. Good for you. That's amazing. I, how, how I did. Was that? <clears throat> that was back in 2000 and ooh, I want to say eight or nine, seven. So it was, it was, I forget when it was, I had, I actually held three one year after another, but I was actually working with Google a bit. They would call me and ask advice on how to do things. And I'm like, the first time Google wanted to talk to me, I was Ed Grimley. I was running around the house going, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. Alex, Alex Trebek wants to talk to me. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how I felt. And after a while, I was actually yelling at them. I said, you can't do that. That's not how it's supposed to go. You know, I, yeah. I had turned the tables on and they were listening and they were taking notes and I was like, just amazed me. But I was using Google like Google wanted. So they actually uh, rewarded me and put me on a follow page with Anthony Bourdain, Rachel Ray, Martha Stewart, Emerald Gossi, Chef Dennis. That's like, huge. I know. So I amassed, <laughs> <clears throat> I amassed over 1 million followers on Google Plus. And, oh, wow. um, and I had done at that point, I had three live shows going at one one time. I had a I had a variety show. I had a, illusions of grandeur. And I was it was called Good Day Google Plus. And I'd have three or four guests on from different walks of life. And we would just talk about what they did. I'd have music on. It was a variety show. You know, I had a magic act on once, I think. It was just crazy. And then I had my cooking show and I had a travel show. So it was, it was just a lot of fun. But that really taught me how to be in front of people because before yeah. then i was really bad at, at public speaking uh, that's a skill yeah, yeah. And, and videos like my, i remember my first television appearance i went on and i said i've never done tv before and afterwards they were going you have to be kidding me i said well, i've done about a thousand videos though yeah. live so i guess that counts for something for sure i mean it gives you it teaches you how to be. I mean, I, I know when like the selfie thing got real big and now it's like you, you kind of are required to know how to take a selfie and, or people doing lives on social media. Like oh, yeah. I was very uncomfortable with it myself. And, you know, oh, you yeah. just really get to a place where people love it when you're just being yourself, they don't care, you know, cause you're, you're your worst critic and you're going to pick yeah. out all the flaws, but most people aren't going to really going to be able to tell, you know? No. So uh, congratulations on all that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's been a fun ride. And like I said, so then once I learned that, I started adapting to the other social platforms. And then as anything came out, I signed up, I took my name, you know, and it's a lot of them just went by the wayside. Uh, I, I am on TikTok, but I think I have five videos on it because it's just not my wheelhouse right now with everything else going on. You know, I know I should do it, but it's just, I keep saying, I'm retired. I just want to watch Netflix today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It gets tedious. I, I mean, I know because I'm, I'm posting on all of them, you know, for the podcast. And yeah. for my guests, so I, I get it. Um, so tell me, tell us 
about being a travel yeah. blogger. That has to be fun. Oh, that was that was wild. Uh, one day, a friend of mine down in Orlando, I was living in Florida at the time, uh, this blog maven, Bess Hour, she was just incredible, said, you know, Dennis, this hotel's looking for some bloggers. Why don't you apply? And uh, I said, I'm not a travel blogger. They don't want me. Why would I do that? She goes, just apply. So yeah. I did. And I didn't hear back, didn't hear back. <clears throat> and then finally, I got an email saying, oh, we'd love to have you. Uh, we have one room left. We'd love to have you there. And actually, it's a big green egg fest. So have you ever heard of big green egg? It, is it, that like for, no. It, maybe it's it's for barbe- It's for barbecuing. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I've seen and, it. And it, it's it's like a cult. Oh, is it and really? those. Oh yeah, but those, but it's a happy cult because they all they do is feed you all day. Yeah, it's 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 like <laughs> the kind of cult you could get behind. Yeah, right. Because everybody's seeing what different things they were making breakfast on it, lunch on. It. I mean, they were out there cooking oh. almost twenty four seven, and then every now and then they pass around here. I made some moonshine, chef Dennis. Want to try it? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's you know, get happy. <laughs> but uh, I I discovered how easy it was. If you wrote about a place that they would take care of you, treat you really nice, send you there. And because I had food blogger statistics, I was a lot of social, I had a lot of social media. I was getting a lot of page views to my blog. Sure. Travel travel bloggers don't. They're so used to writing for other for travel magazines. They they don't make a lot of money. Their blog isn't important. Their social media was not it. You know, they're they're so busy pumping out these little articles to make a living that they don't get to do any of that stuff. So I show up with almost two million followers, you know, and and all these page views, and they're going, Oh my God, we struck the mother load. And they were sending me all over the world. the, The point where I realized I could do it was at that hotel. We were had on the third floor. We had the last room. It wasn't a great room, but they had started remodeling and they put a nine foot sliding glass doors that opened to the ocean. Oh, wow. Beautiful. So I'm standing there with this great view and I'm looking and going, I can do this. I can write about it and they will send me there. So then, you know, I just started, you know, Viking wrote to me and said, you made our demographics. And my first thought was, yay, I'm old. You know, okay, thank you for that. Uh, but they treated me like royalty. And my points, my wife would look at me and go, who do they think you are? I'm, yeah. I don't know, but I'm loving it. But yeah, you know, it was sure. my, it, it was my social media presence. I mean, I had a lot of eyes. I did one, one trip for a, a travel company, Colette Travel, and they were actually having a conference. A friend of mine was there. She goes, they are talking about you live on the stage because you're posting and i got them over 1 million impressions on this trip for for things i had posted so they were like doing a little happy dances all over the place power of social media yeah so are you still actively um being a travel blogger i am getting back i'm getting ready um covet happened when i had the trip of a lifetime every trip is a trip of a lifetime is what it was amounting to uh but we were going to sicily for a conference and then we were going to Rome to spend like a, a week just on our own going to to Croatia and getting a cruise all the way around Italy and then going to Nice and taking another tour oh, wow. in Nice so this was all set up and COVID reared its ugly head and just shut things down and we were had another plan so that and then I actually had a knee replacement I had back surgery oh. uh, I'm back to being healthy again yeah. and COVID's turned into a bad cold which is fine you know it's it is what it is and uh so i've made plans starting for spring we're getting back out and traveling again so 
That's we'll exciting. That's yeah. Exciting. So yeah. Does your wife go with you everywhere then? She does. She does. She doesn't always want to. And sometimes I have to twist her arm. Uh, and when she's there, she's going, she just loves every minute of it. Yeah, and, I, sure. and I try to remind her of that. She says, remember, you didn't want to go. You yeah. didn't want to go. You're loving it though, aren't you? And she says, yeah. So, uh, and I do some trips just for her too, that I normally wouldn't want to take on my own but i know she'll appreciate it or she'll enjoy it more than i will and and uh and people some of them understand you know the truth of it is if she doesn't come if you only want me to come and you don't want to pay for her or let her come along you're not going to get a good story right yeah you're not going to get good so because i'm not going to be happy and if i'm not happy it's going to reflect oh that's sweet yeah, no, it's the truth. You know, if I can't share it with her, if I can't enjoy, and then she'll ask the questions that I don't think to ask or don't want to ask. And I'll be going, oh my God, why are you asking that? Yeah. And then later on, I'm happy she did. Yeah. So, you know, she, she just says that she completes that travel picture where food, she has there's absolutely nothing about it, but with travel, she can be a big help with things. And she takes pictures of me. And strangely enough, people want to see me when I'm out and about doing stuff. It's like, uh, okay. You know? That's real life, though. You know, you're yeah. setting up this idea, this ideality that, you know, this trip could, you know, give them this quality of life and just showing yeah. them just the, the realness of what you and your wife are doing. Does she understand the social media aspect of things? She understands it. She knows it's important. She doesn't like it. Um, yeah. it it's not important to her. She was a teacher. And the only reason she really uses social media is basically what it was intended for when they started was was for your family and friends before it became the beast that it is today's episode is brought to you by honey love ladies let's talk about shapewear we all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're being suffocated that sexy dress in the back of your closet is so freaking cute but the thought of having your insides squished by your shapewear is just not worth it that's why honey love spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable Overly tight, cheap, and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code LABELFREE20 at honeylove.com. That's right, ladies. Get 20% off of your entire order with LABELFREE20 at honeylove.com. So my fiance, I'm getting remarried and he's like, he doesn't get the social media thing either. Like, I'm like, this is my business though. This is a big part of my business because I do it for the podcast and I do it for, I produce another podcast. And so like I manage their social media as well. And I'm like, I have to be on there, you know? And then he get he t- thinks that, you know, and there's trolls, there's trolls. Oh, God, yeah. And so I don't know if she pays attention to that, but my, my fiance, he pays attention. I'm like, they are harmless. If they come, yeah. if they say anything disrespectful, yeah. I'm blocked. Oh yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, but uh, it's funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And that's how she kind of doesn't understand, you know, that that's what it is. It's just, it's, they're harmless to a point. I mean, granted there are a lot of crazies out there and you never know which one isn't oh, yeah. going to be harmless. You know, and, and I had a, a big problem with this on Google plus because Google plus was worldwide. And there were a lot of like third world country men that were kind of just not real. They were over friendly, but not in a yeah. good way, you know? And I would tell the women, trust me, they're, they're not going to come up to your house on a camel and say, I'm here for your lady parts. You know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I said, oh my so just bl- block them. 
block them and move on. You know, yeah, it's all, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they can be pretty, they can be pretty convincing. I mean, I remember when I oh, first started getting yeah. those messages, I was like, whoa, but we died. We digress. Yes, so yes. you are, um, so with the food, do you also include the food piece when you're traveling? Is that a part of, uh, uh, I do. I, I write about, I write more about the food than I do the, I, the destination is important. Yeah. But I, sure. I had I had one guy call me out and said that he visited six UNESCO sites and didn't mention them. All he did was talk about the food he ate. And I'm like, well, yeah, everybody knows those are UNESCO sites and knows they're there, but they want to know what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what kind yeah. of, where you can visit, you know, what kind of experiences you can have. So while I'll and you know, I'll use some beautiful pictures of wherever I am or or the facility that I'm at. Uh it's to me, it's about what they got to eat. You know, yeah. it's because a picture's worth a thousand words. And again, and, and that's why I gained popularity because again, the destination people knew, like the cruise people knew it was there, but let's see what a chef does and what he likes to eat and how much he enjoys the food. Or they sent me to this resort, Lucerne sent me to this resort, Birkenstock uh, and off on this. Oh my God, it was just blew me away and again they're feeding me like there's no tomorrow and that was another point my wife was who do they think you are I, go, oh, I don't know but it's 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 crazy because i write about the food i take good pictures of the food yeah i have strong social media yeah. so that was always my best aspect of travel blogging it wasn't you won't come to me because i'm going to show you how to use points for travel no. you won't come to me because i'll tell you which is the best room on the ship you won't come to, you know you won't come to me for those things but when you want to know what kind of experience and especially an older couple will yeah. have traveling was it easy you know i i did an adventure cruise with uncruise and i was worried because i wasn't real mobile yeah. And they take you out on those on those uh little skiffs and stuff. It was so easy to get on and off. They did it okay. so well. Uh there was not a bother in the world. So I can tell my readers, you know, that are older says, Well, you're gonna eat really, really good on this ship. <laughs> Let me tell you number one, and they're gonna take you to places that you're just gonna go, wow. You know, it, it's just amazing. So you have a very powerful influence. What's one of your favorite trips that you've taken with your oh. travel blogging career? Oh, I, I loved, you know, every trip is magical to me. I think the my favorite city will always be Paris because that was the, f the first city my wife and I ever went to. We were basically country bumpkins at that point. And, <laughs> and we were supposed to go to Florida. Everything, it was for, for the holidays. Everything was booked up. Flights were crazy expensive. I asked the travel agent, that's how long ago it was. Where yeah. can I go for $400? He says, give me a minute. And he calls back and says, you want to go to Paris? Wow. I think I do. Let me call her. And we'd been dating for four or five months at that point. Yeah. So she said, so do you want to go to Paris? So besides that being the first place, it's always been magical. And, and once you get over the Parisians being Parisians, it is such yeah. a wonderful city. Yeah. And it's, it's so good. So that will always be my favorite. My second, Portugal, Lisbon. Lisbon. The, food, the food and I, oh. I hear it's so delicious I, I would love to go oh lisbon rocks i mean the language is bizarre because you think you're listening to russian and spanish at the same time <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to describe it <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, the first time i heard it i had to come over says excuse me what are you speaking this is what this was somebody was working on my house there were two work craftsmen and he goes to oh, a portuguese one 
I couldn't figure it out. First, I thought, oh, it's Russian or one of those islands. And then I'm like, no, it's Spanish. No, it's not. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. they speak English. You know, they really. And, and they're such friendly, happy, warm people. Uh, and the food is good. Like you said, uh, it's inexpensive. You can really get oh, a lot of. Oh, yeah. A lot for your money. Uh, yeah. But again, any place that I've traveled to, as long as I'm nice, not the ugly American. Yeah, I I treat them respectfully. Portuguese, I did. I, I learned a few words, but not much. But I usually try to learn enough of the language that I can get around if I have to. Yeah. And you try and it'll hurt their ears like the French, especially. Oh, please stop speaking French. You're killing me. Let me speak English. You know, it's like, you know, I love, I love them. They're my favorite people. I really do like them. Uh, uh, in Italy, anywhere in Italy. But uh, Madrid was a great city, too. I digressed a little bit. I, I loved Madrid. Yeah, uh, it was hot, but uh, but boy, it was just it was like it was like being in the United States. I think that's why. But with all these other things, you know, these Spanish things okay. going on, yeah. But yeah. the people were just like us. They dressed like us, you know. They were just speaking Spanish. That was the only thing. Yeah, I I mean I would I love the idea of experiencing all those different cultures. Um, with that being said, where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more and follow your travel adventures? Well, I am Ask Chef Dennis on all of the social media. It's real easy to find me. So on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, just look for Ask Chef Dennis. Uh, on my blog is coincidentally askchefdennis.com. So, wow. you know, I'm pretty easy to find. You know, and if you Google Chef Dennis, I should fill the first few pages and then some other random Chef Dennis's will show up. <laughs> so. I love it. Uh, you guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So if you are intrigued and want to learn more about what this incredible man is doing, traveling all over with his beautiful wife and experiencing all these great cultures, go check him out on, on follow his pages. That's the best thing you can do. And then go check out his blog at askchefdennis.com. Ask well, Chef Dennis, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. So what sure. would you like to leave with us today? Well, my, my best advice to anyone who wanted to do something was if you if you don't try it you'll never know if you'll succeed you know a lot of people are afraid to come out of their comfort zone and do anything i i had i don't know why i ever became a blogger but if i hadn't done it you know i look back and go where would my life have gone where i, I would not be living like this it would not be experiencing you know it, it's just if you don't try something you never know if it'll work or not and if it doesn't work you get up and you try something else. It's it's not a big deal. But to never have tried is the worst thing someone can do. Yes, I love that. Boom. All right. Well, Jeff Dennis, this has been so much fun talking to you. I'm excited to see your next new adventure and your traveling um, escapades with your wife. So I'm going to be watching you on all the social media. So thank you for sharing your story with us today and uh, all the wonderful things that you're doing. My pleasure, Deanna. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Rodalescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.